Hello, welcome to the Birth and Rebirth podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, and today I bring on Amanda Hawkins as she shares three of her birth stories. And she is a birth worker and she is just an incredible woman of faith. And I love her birth stories so much because they truly highlight how normal and beautiful birth is and can be. And so I just hope you guys enjoy listening to these stories as much as I did. I'm bad at introductions, but (laughs) I'm Amanda, um, (laughs) as you've heard. Um, Yeah, I so I had a free birth for my last baby. Um, and my first baby was born at the hospital and my second baby, I kind of considered a free birth, but like, um, everyone has different definitions. <laughs> um, but I yeah. had a birth keeper there with me. Um, so, um, so I guess I'll just kind of, I don't know, do you want to know about like me? Yeah. How about, just- how about, yeah. How about you let us know what you do? Um, because I, you're a, a birth worker yourself. And so if you want to just kind of get into what you do and how you got into birth work, and then we can get into your first birth story. Okay. Yeah. So um, I kind of felt called to birth work since I was like trying to conceive my first baby, my husband. Um, it was never really something that I would like thought about it all until I was like oh we want to have a baby so I want to learn everything there is I can about birth (laughs) and so um it kind of just started there and um sorry I'm getting messages (laughs) it's making my phone vibrate um so yeah I just started learning everything I could and you know I learned what a doula was and I was like oh I wouldn't be that and I just knew what I wanted to do you know as soon as I kind of heard what it was and um like midwifery has kind of always been a pull for me as well but like obviously now I have three kids so (laughs) that's something that um I want to do and more in the future (laughs) because there's a lot of um work to get there you know to that point but I um yeah I kind of I consider myself a birth keeper which is kind of not everyone knows I guess but it's kind of like um a doula kind of like uh, doula usually that focuses more towards free birth um, or just empowering the family to kind of know how to do things themselves. And I remember when I was trying to um, learn everything about birth when I was pregnant with my first baby, I wanted to be my own doula, you know, <laughs> and that was like what I always said to myself, like, I, I want to be able to know how to do all these things myself so I can be empowered, you know. Yeah, and that's how I felt too. Exactly. Yeah. And pre-birth stood out to me um, really from the beginning. Um, but my husband was kind of a little bit more wary, you know, <laughs> and, you know, we had never done birth before, you know. So, um, well, anyway, uh, as far as my, what I do, I didn't like become a birth worker until later, but it was always kind of like on my heart. Um So after I had my, or before I had my second baby, I got certified as a doula. um, And then I didn't even start serving in birth until like last year, which was after my second or third baby was born. So (laughs) it's been a a long time. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, but yeah, I've always been interested in birth and ever since then. So, Um, but yeah, I love that. I'll kind of start with like. I said, like, I um, was kind of drawn towards free birth with my first baby. Um, and we were kind of deciding, like, should we hire a midwife? Should we go to the hospital? I didn't have, like, any insurance or anything when I was first pregnant. Um, and so I was like, well, we need to figure out that. <laughs> um, and, like, there was no way we could have afforded a midwife. Um and so that's kind of another thing that I was just like, well, then I should just do 
free birth because like I really don't want to give birth in the hospital. I've never been in the hospital in my life <laughs> or been to a doctor's appointment or anything. And I'm just going to go and like have a baby in the hospital. <laughs> and it was like, oh, wow, that's so, so interesting. So you re- yeah. <laughs> were really like kind of removed from that like world even prior to getting pregnant yeah. and think, okay. So what, so yeah, my family yeah was continue. I just want to hear what led you to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, we just kind of were doing a lot of discussing, a lot of praying. And um, I was telling my husband, you know, like, I don't know, do you think we should have a free birth and like not have a midwife there? And I knew that he was kind of concerned about it, but he's like, well, do you can do whatever you want to do. I'm going to support you either way. But I could tell that he was like nervous about it. And like, obviously the thing that he was talking about the most was like, what if you die or, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so, and, and it's a valid fear. And, you know, I think, um, especially in the birth world, sometimes men get kind of pushed aside as like, well, you're not the one having the baby. And like, um, and I felt that it was his right too, because it's his job to protect his wife and his family, you know? So I gave a lot of consideration into what his concerns were and um, yeah, we just decided we were going to go to the hospital. And at that time I was, um, I was like not so much aware of the politics of um, midwives and stuff. And so I figured, okay, the hospital has hospital midwives, so it's going to be better. It's going to be more like natural. And um, so I, you know, I had a lot of preparation and I knew a lot about birth. I knew about the cascade of interventions and all these things. And I pretty much declined most things. Um, But anyway, so we started going to the hospital for like prenatal visits. And I didn't like that very much. (laughs) Um, It just felt like it was not enough like quality time, you know, with the the midwives and stuff. It was like, you know, short 10 minute appointments and you wait there for like an hour to talk to them for 10 minutes and they don't really care. It seems like, you know. Um, and I felt pressured into doing some prenatal testing, like, uh, the glucose test. And I knew I didn't want to do it, but, um, I ended up doing that. And, uh, so yeah, just a lot of stuff before the birth that was, that I didn't like so much about the hospital experience. Um, but yeah I I can't really think of much anything else right now but yeah there were just like some like regular prenatal um tests and stuff that I was and so were you really want to do that but like yeah were you seeing one midwife or were you kind of like uh circling through like the group of midwives that were working at that hospital yeah it was um yeah it was a group of midwives I think there were maybe six there or something. Um, and I really only liked one of them. <laughs> and I was like, I hope I get her at my birth. I hope I get her. And of course I didn't. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's such I a gamble. The- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up with the one that I liked the least, uh, which oh, was no. fortunate. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, and that that's another thing I just disliked was just that um yeah, it wasn't very one-on-one. You didn't really get to build a relationship, you know, and so um Yeah. So how like, far Go ahead. I wish I would have searched harder maybe at the time if I felt like I needed a midwife to find someone that would have taken insurance for like a home birth, mm-hmm. you know? But I still don't know if that would have turned out any better, you know. I, mean, I was you know. I was just gonna say that. Like I feel <laughs> I feel like that's the idea, right? It's like, oh well, at least if I'm at my house and you know, it's in the comfort of my home, it, they're more hands off. But I yeah. have heard and witnessed and it personally experienced home birth midwives being just as um difficult to work with as like the hospital midwives and uh and just as invasive as the hospital midwives so yeah um but it's always they have, you know what was that i think they have fear a lot of times and they're just kind of you know stuck that to their is what protocol. i think it is yeah i yeah. i really do think that you hit the nail on the head with that like 
I think that so many midwives, like, you know, who want to be home birth midwives, they like probably have this idea that it's going to be one way. And then like not realizing that their fear really takes over. And I've seen that where it's like clear as day that they're making decisions based off fear. Um, so yeah. Um, but anyways, so, um, so at what point did you go into, into labor? And I'm curious to know, because one, one challenge that I see women go through a lot who are, you know, navigating through the medical system and, and, and birthing in hospitals is the due date. There's like always so much like stress around the due date and pressure. And, you know, I, I don't know how long ago was this, by the way? Uh, this is in 2018. 18. Okay. Um, so yeah, not that long ago. I mean, I know nowadays it's like, if you even get to 39 weeks, for the most part, they're like already talking about induction and not even giving mamas a chance to get to like, quote unquote, full term or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm just, I'm curious to hear what your experience with that was. Yeah, so that wasn't really um, so much of an issue for me. I remember at like, I don't know, I think 36 weeks or something, I had asked them like, what happens if I go past 40 weeks? What would you guys do? Or, you know, um, and they said, if you get to 42 weeks, then they would have to induce. Um, but it never really came up from them because I ended up giving birth like the day before my due date. So nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> um, that worked out pretty well. I've heard from a lot of women that's kind of one of those things that's that puts extra pressure on, you know, and and it drives me crazy. And that happens with home birth and midwives, too. You know, it's, yeah, it's the same thing. 42 <laughs> <yeah>. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but, how did the birth go? Yeah. So the birth went well. Um, I labored at home most of the time. Well, I was actually at my parents' house. Um, we were doing laundry at their house <laughs> because our washer, we didn't have a washer at the time. Um, and so we were just there the whole day and, you know, my parents made me tea and we played games and it was fun. Um, so that was all great. And, you know, we were walking down the road and stuff and things picked up and, uh, I ended up calling the hospital when I felt like, you know, it was getting a little bit farther along and I'd done a lot of reading and stuff. And I kind of knew, I knew what was going on. And like, you know, you always hear everyone say, Oh, it's your first baby. So you don't know. And I, that drives me batty. I can't stand it when people say I that know. because you can know, you just, you know, <laughs> that drives me crazy. Totally. But uh, anyway, so I called the hospital and I was like, um, I think, it's about time to come in. And I ended up, I talked to one of the midwives and it was the one that was on call. So she's the one that I didn't like. <laughs> um, and I was like, I really don't want to get a cervical check, which it was something that I had talked to them about um, in my prenatal visits. And one of the midwives had said, yeah, we don't, we don't do that. We don't have to do that if you don't want to do that. Um, but this midwife was like, no, we have to check you. And I remember like crying on the phone because I was like, I don't want to do that. And I felt like pressured into it. And so um, we got to the hospital and, um, yeah, they wanted to do the cervical check first thing. And I knew that I could decline it, you know, but I didn't. And just because you feel like pressured when you go there, you know, exactly. And the vulnerable state tell you to get in the hospital gowns. And you that's, know? that's the key. It's that you're in such a vulnerable state. And that's like the key factor there. It's that, yeah, okay, you can advocate for yourself. Yes, you can say no. But who wants to have to do all of that when they're literally about to give birth? Like, yeah. it, it's, mean, it's so much harder to say no. Yeah, exactly. And like anyone with half a brain cell or like eyes to see could see that I was like far enough in labor, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> um, Anyway, I was seven and a half centimeters um, when I got to the hospital, which was at like, it was around seven o'clock at night. Um, and yeah, so we got, 
put into the room and I got over that I was like irritated by it you know and I didn't want it but like I was like okay oh well we'll get past that um we got into the room and it was kind of quiet for a while the midwife wasn't there yet she had like a 40 minute drive from her home which is why she wanted me to get the check to make sure that she didn't have to drive you know all the way there if I of course ridiculous you know (laughs) um (laughs) but anyway so they just took my vp uh, blood pressure and um all that stuff all the vitals and uh yeah i just kind of like labored in there and i ended up getting in the birth tub and shortly after that the midwife came and things were progressing like pretty fast and i could tell my husband had like my husband was right next to me and he had like a little cotton ball like essential oils on it you know so that was really relaxing (laughs) so there was the labor itself was great and like I was able to be left alone for the most part the midwife kept wanting to like check me during like labor and I was like stop I kept telling her no and she kept wanting to touch down there and I'm like stop it hurts I had to like snap at her and then she finally stopped it was like three times at least um I don't know what the obsession is with that It's, Um, it's, it's control. It's, it's wanting to just like, know. okay, well, how much more time do I have until I have to be here to catch your baby? Like, it's yeah, ridiculous. It's like, oh, come on. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but everything else went really well. Um, I ended up getting the midwife suggested that I get out of the tub and I don't know if it's because she was nervous or because what but I was actually uncomfortable because the tub was kind of small um, and I kept getting like sciatic pain. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that's fine. Get out. So I got out of the tub um, and went over to the bed and I just did hands and knees and pushed the baby out like with like fetal ejection reflex. And um, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, there was a lot of <laughs> loud noises, which I didn't expect, you know, I'd watched a lot of like, quiet birth videos you know like you know the hypnobirthing water birth videos yeah. and stuff so I was like I don't expect myself to make all this noise and but I knew I was making the right noises to bring the baby down and um, you know it was it was productive <laughs> so yeah. anyway um it all that went really well and um it was everything right after that was really sucky <laughs> um no. it was I've heard worse from other people, you know, but, um, like they suggested Pitocin after the baby was born because, um, they said I was bleeding more than they wanted, you know? And, um, I think now like looking back on it, I, I wasn't hemorrhaging and I was probably fine. I felt fine. Uh-huh. You know, all I wanted was a turkey sandwich, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. <leave> me alone. <laughs> makes sense you just birthed the baby like hello (laughs) yeah um but I was like okay it wasn't something that I had researched much about after birth I knew I didn't want Pitocin during birth but I hadn't done any research about it for after and so I was like okay well it can't hurt the baby's not in here anymore like what's you know like it's okay so I agreed to that and um I wish I had it because after they did that, everything was kind of like a blur. Um, And I think, well, you know, one of the side effects of Pitocin is memory loss. And I have a huge chunk of of memory loss. Like I I remember things, but it's very like blurry, you know? Um, I remember after that, it was probably hour after they said, well, you have to go try to pee. And I didn't, I wasn't able to pee and I did have to pee, um, but everything was like swollen and stuff. And so they said, okay, well, you can't pee. So we need to catheterize you. Catheterize you. Um, and that was like the worst pain I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> and I would, I would take birth five times over a catheter. Yeah. Right after giving birth. It what was the heck? <laughs> um, and I think before the Pitocin, they did like the, the fundal massage, you know, I say with quotations. <laughs> the torture, the torture massage. <laughs> yeah. And that was awful. And that was something that I didn't know about. 
um, even with all my reading and stuff, you know, so there's just some things that you can't be prepared for. And I didn't know that I would have to be on guard for that. And I was like, he's screaming and telling them no. And like, it hurts. And they're like, no, we have to do this, you know? And my husband didn't know any better to speak up, you know, like he thought I was going to die, you know, yeah, <laughs> like it wasn't that serious. And I find out after, you know, after the birth, after I get home and everything that that's just like a, a routine thing they do. It's literally, <laughs> they do it to everyone. They tell everyone that yeah. they're about to have a hemorrhage and that they have to get mm-hmm. Pitocin and they have to sit through this torture massage session it's un yeah. it's ridiculous it, yeah it really was <laughs> um so that wasn't fun the catheter wasn't fun um and then I ended I had a uh it was either a second or a third degree tear I don't remember um I think it was like a second degree tear they might've told me it was a third degree tear. I, like I said, everything was kind of blurry. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, the midwife didn't feel comfortable stitching it. Um, and so she had because like, of the, the degree that it was like, she didn't feel comfortable. Uh, where because... it was. Okay. I think it was like where it was. It was, she just wasn't like as um, skilled in that area or whatever. So she called in a male doctor. I didn't want to have male doctors in there. Because I didn't want to, like a guy to see me naked, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, know, like, and be all up in your stuff. <laughs> yeah, no. Really understandable. <laughs> and I wish I had just, like, declined the stitches altogether because I ended up having, like, pain in my, in sex, like, for, well, like, over a year later until my second baby was born. Um, mm. So, yeah, it was just not, <laughs> uh, not great experience overall. After all of that catastrophe, they moved me into like the the regular room that you stay in, you know, and they wanted me to stay for like two days. Um, well, like the first day and then the second day. So because it was like already, you know, into the, like the early yeah. morning by then the baby was born at like 953. Um, so like only a couple hours after I got to the hospital at night. Oh, um, oh, awesome. Yeah. So like everything after that was like a couple hours span. And then it was like after midnight um, when we finally got moved into the other room and I was like exhausted. And then there was beeping machines and people kept coming in and the machine was broken. So it kept like going off every time it would get bumped. (laughs) And so I didn't sleep at all for like the whole first night. And, And they wouldn't let me hold my baby like when I was sleeping. Like they wouldn't let me like sleep with the baby, you know, because it's like a yeah. a risk to the baby and whatever. Um, and they kept wanting me to like write down the baby's like feeds, and I'm like, I don't need that. Like, <laughs> write it down. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, we need to know when the baby eats. Make sure, like, probably make sure I'm doing it right. I don't know. <laughs> um, wow, it was ridiculous. make sure you're not starving your baby. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. And then we had, we had a doctor come in, try to like convince us to circumcise him, which we weren't doing. Um, and like, he was kind of rude about it. And it's, it's just like the whole experience wow. after the birth was just not fun. Um, well, and also so to yeah. just <laughs> say that, you know, because you had such a, you know, and I'll, I'm going to use the word, I'm not saying that it was easy by any means, but you, you had a smooth, like, labor, it sounds like. You labored at home for most of it, and then you came, you you went to the hospital, and you were already, like, way more than halfway there, so I really think that all of those things kind of factor into the type of experience you had that you were probably one of the lucky ones who didn't have to undergo the non-stop you know nagging to do this and that I mean they bothered yeah. you about the cervical exams but like you know nothing is worse than having someone like watching their clock and being like well you've been this uh, centimeters for this amount of time and you know <laughs> we want to do x y and z now you know, you had a yeah. pretty, a pretty smooth, um, you know, labor, which yeah. is awesome. It sounded pretty quick too. Like, 
um yeah which is I a blessing like, in the first like the first contraction to the, like to when the baby was born it was like 24 hours um but awesome. it wasn't like really active labor until you know the last six hours or something you know I don't know um but I don't know I don't really keep track of that because it's like the whole thing is the birth experience you know <laughs> um, yeah but yeah I really knew that I didn't want to go into the hospital until like last minute until like I absolutely had to because of all my reading I was like no I don't want my birth sabotaged you know <laughs> and then yeah. it's like well, it kind of was at least the postpartum immediate postpartum was you know <laughs> um but yeah, I was definitely, I would consider myself one of the lucky ones, you know, I didn't end up with, you know, like a C-section or something like that from like, you know, just malpractice. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. You know, and it's not really always their fault. Sometimes they're just like, they don't know, you know, the hospital, like the people that work there don't know. It's how they're trained, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it they're just yeah, they're they're just a part of the whole system. And yeah, the training I I think it's a mix, you know, and that's like a whole nother conversation too cuz it's like the they are trained in in a way to believe these things about birth, but at the same time I think that there's like so much conditioning that takes place once you're in that world like once you get your first job in a hospital then there's like a whole nother level of conditioning that takes place especially with the nurses I believe that a lot of these nurses do go into it with like a good heart and genuinely yeah. want to help women but you know then you're you're they're working under OBs they are they have pressure from their higher up which is the OB to do x y and z and so a lot of times they're just playing messenger you know like it, they're playing messenger for the one that's in charge um and and yeah it's unfortunate it it is but um okay so how was your postpartum after that like once you got home and everything yeah uh once I got home everything was actually really great except for like I said the stitches um I felt like I was sitting on a golf ball. <laughs> like it was just kind of awful. Um, it took a long time to heal. Um, probably uh, at least two months for it to like feel normal again mm -hmm. and, um, or somewhat normal. You know? <laughs> um, yeah. And I never ended up having like any pelvic floor therapy or anything, but I probably should have. <laughs> um, but that was really the only uh, bad thing. I mean, everything else was like, I, I knew how to take care of my baby you know like breastfeeding was easy for me um thankfully I mean I know a lot of people it's it's kind of a learning curve I think the biggest thing I had a learning curve for was trying to learn how to side lie nurse um once once I knew how to do that it was like it was a breeze you know we co-slept and um Aww. I did yeah I breastfed and baby pretty much was held all the time <laughs> but I love that a pretty calm baby so <laughs> it was pretty um, pretty good postpartum other than yeah just the stitches <laughs> that's awesome that's um, really a blessing so how long after did you conceive your second uh, my first son was 10 months old when we found out I was pregnant with um, Bishop my second um and I knew right away, I was like, we're not, we're not going to the hospital. I don't want to go to the hospital. <laughs> and my husband was still like, well, yeah, I know um, you didn't have a good experience, but I still want to like talk through like all the things that could happen, you know, in, if we had a free birth, you know? So this is why we, we talked to um, my birth keeper and she was actually, we, we were going to hire her as a doula for my first birth. Um, and she normally doesn't really take hospital births, um, but I think she was going to because, you know, we got along really well and stuff. Um, but we ended up not having the money for her for our first birth. Um, but I already knew that, like, she was she was great. And so I wanted to have her. So we set up like a consult with her um, to talk about everything. We were probably there for like two hours. <laughs> um, and my husband had most of the questions. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he did a lot of like um I think his own work of just like 
answering his own fears and like once he kind of got over that he's like okay I'm down let's do it oh <laughs> um, I love that but he, he definitely wanted to have someone there someone that kind of knew about birth to kind of like watch out in case something happened and be like you know I think you should go to the hospital for this or that it's up to you guys you know but like you know this was what I would say you know so that's what he he felt more comfortable with that and I was I was perfectly comfortable with her um and so I decided yeah let's do that um we hired her and um yeah we were gonna have a free birth so <laughs> and at first like we were like, well, I mean, if we decide to do a hospital birth again, like, would you still be able to go with us? And she's like, yeah. Um, but I, in my head, I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, so uh, I was already kind of made up for doing a, a free birth. Um, but I was still doing prenatal care with the hospital because it was like, I got pregnant and I was like, well, I want to have a backup, you know, to have yeah. care established, you know, and I felt more comfortable with that at the time. Um, and so this was in like, I found out I was pregnant in 2019 at the end of 2019, it was like October. Um, and then 2020 came around and the hospital started making people wear masks and like take their temperature and stuff. And I was like, that's excuse enough for me to stop taking my prenatal care. <laughs> like, I'm just going to tell them that I'm worried about COVID and not go to the hospital. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> I did um I told them yeah I think I'm just gonna have a home birth and they're like well let us know if you find a midwife and I just never called them back again <laughs> so um I stopped doing prenatal care with the hospital when I was probably like 20 22 weeks or something um and I had had like ultrasounds and stuff before until then um for like the dating ultrasound and like the growth ultrasound and stuff um but I was like, so simultaneously, I was learning to do my own care. And my birth keeper was like teaching me how to do that. So like, I knew how to do my fundus, like check my fundal height and um, take my own blood pressure. And like, I was learning to do all these things. And it was like really empowering me. You know, I felt like, why do I need to go to these prenatal appointments that are doing the same exact thing that I know how to do now? You know, like, <laughs> if I feel like there's something wrong, like then I could go to the hospital, but like, I don't, need to you know it just didn't make sense so um and I had actually kind of like when I was talking about possibly leaving the prenatal care at the hospital I had talked with one of the midwives on the phone to reschedule my appointment and I kind of let it slip that I was like doing my fun like checking my fundus and everything and um she's like well we can't even do that as midwives like it's not accurate to check it yourself and I was like what what been like checking it myself and it's been in alignment with everything you guys have been telling me like <laughs> so I was like okay please just let this conversation be over and I like cried after the conversation because I'm like they don't listen to me and <laughs> it was like calling my birth keeper like like just upset <laughs> um because it's I like knew. dehumanizing it's like wait yeah. what I'm not allowed to measure my own body like what yeah <laughs> only a certain person with a certain title is allowed to do these things to my body yeah it's ridiculous um but yeah I was pretty happy I felt like a weight lifted up my shoulders when I canceled um all my appointments and stopped going um but yeah so it went pretty smooth after that the pregnancy and everything I just kept doing my own care and like um, learning like what things could mean if something was off or whatever and learning about like possible emergencies um, so I could know what to look out for you know um, and then at the same time I was like getting certified as a doula so I was like learning more of that about birth and stuff from that point of view and um, yeah so I felt pretty good in my pregnancy <laughs> and then um that's awesome really really well too um it's it's so weird talking about my free birth stories because it's just like another day you know it's, it's just so normal yeah yeah <laughs> um but yeah my, it's I mean there's really nothing super eventful in it it's just like it was just birth you know I had 
like my first contraction and I was like, okay, I think, you know, I think I'm going to be having a baby soon. Um, actually that was the only birth that my water had broke. Um, like not broke, broke, but like I had like leaking. And like, as soon as the leaking started, I had like my first contraction. I was like, okay, something's going to happen. <laughs> and, uh, for all my births, they've been about 24 hours long from start to finish. Um, so that was like one in the morning that that happened. And by the next day, I guess, and then night, <laughs> it like, I think two or three in the morning, I can't remember the exact time he was born. Um, so it was pretty, pretty straightforward for me. Um, I had my parents watch the older um, baby and I called my birth keeper like at 10 p.m. I think something like that. Um, and she came because things were starting to get a little more intense. I, I kind of just like been setting up the pack and play. My husband and I went out for lunch. Like we just had a normal day, you know. <laughs> um, it was kind of like how the labor was with my first baby, mm-hmm. without all the interruption of going to the hospital, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, she came and we like we just hung out. We played cards. Um, we nice. went on a couple walks <laughs> and. As like we were doing the walks. Oh, it was so hot that day. It was like the middle of summer and we had no AC in our apartment. It was so hot. So we kept going on walks because we just didn't want to be in the apartment. <laughs> and um, yeah. yeah, things picked up pretty quick with the walks. And then when we got back, I was like completely in transition and like had to lean over the ball and everything. And it went pretty fast. I think once that point came, I was the baby was probably born within an hour. Um and yeah, at this time, how Sorry. was the how was no it's okay how was the birth keeper supporting you throughout this like were you just kind of doing your own thing and she was just observing or was she like giving you hands-on support like I know um you know every woman labors differently and and wants support differently so I'm just curious to know like what her role in in all of this was yeah so when we were doing walks a little bit um before like it was like really intense um I would like take turns leaning on her or leaning on my husband when I'd have to like stop walking and like you know breathe through a contraction and um so that was pretty much it and it was just nice to have someone else to talk to and have conversations with and stuff um but by the time we got back to the apartment um things were picking up a little bit and like my husband was trying to like rub my back and he was like doing it way too hard <laughs> um sounds like my husband to, you know? <laughs> like a brute <laughs> um so then she comes up and she's just like barely touching my back and I'm like oh that's perfect <laughs> and he's like wow that's so light and then he started doing it so like she kind of helped him know what to do um and then when like the baby started to crown and stuff I ha- I wanted her to do like the um uh counter pressure on my perineum um and I wanted my husband up front like just holding my hand and giving me water <laughs> so that's what we did because I was like really afraid of tearing again because I didn't want to have that uh awful pain that I had yeah. from the first time of like um that's the stitches and stuff and at this point I had learned that like you know stitches don't really need like or tears don't really need stitched and they'll heal on their own if you just support it properly and um and I also knew that if I was trying to consciously like push a little slower because the first one I was like definitely like you know going all power like okay let's do this let's get this baby out um uh, yeah, so I tried to kind of go a little slower this time so that I wouldn't tear um, so much. So I was a little worried about that. So I wanted her to do the um, the counter pressure. And that was great. She took pictures for me as the baby was coming out and showed me and I was like, Oh, he looks just like dad. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, she she handed me the baby when the baby came out and took pictures of us and um yeah, it was just really peaceful and nice. Uh, after the baby was born, we laid down for a little while. I tried to like nurse the baby. 
he wasn't super interested in nursing right away. Um, and the placenta was still in. And so she's like, well, would you want to try to sit up and um, like kind of let gravity bring the placenta down so you can kind of move around and stuff? Um, I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So I sat up and the placenta pretty much like right away came out. Um, and then she helped me get in the bath and get cleaned up. And um, she ran the bath for me. She cleaned out the bath. Yeah, she was just really good um, support for after that. Just kind of like, yeah, just helping it be a peaceful experience and transition and then um after I got out of the bath and everything uh we we weighed the baby together and um Dom my husband cut the cord um and yeah it was just like kind of it was just like kind of being there with a friend you know I really enjoyed her company and she was never like she never did something I didn't want her to you know um, she was very like non-invasive. <laughs> she was a good presence there. Yeah. Um, uh, question. So now I'm curious to know if any of this postpartum hemorrhage talk creeped in, like in this birth, as far as just like fears and stuff, because, you know, you had been pressured to take Pitocin with your first birth. And it was like all of this concern of like, postpartum hemorrhage and bleeding too much so did that come up for you at all this time around like were you worried that you were bleeding too much or anything like that um no actually I'm kind of surprised because that was something that I was worried about with my first like because they made it seem like such a big deal and I kept asking mm-hmm. the nurse can you check my pad and make sure I'm not bleeding too much and like you know <laughs> yeah. so I'm surprised I come up with this one um the thing that I was most worried about was that I wouldn't be able to pee again. <laughs> um, so uh, I, because I hadn't really done a lot of research into like why that would be a bad thing, you know? <laughs> um, and I'm one of those people that when I, when I like learn about something myself and I do the research, it makes me more comfortable about it. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm less afraid when I know. <laughs> um, yeah. So I asked the birth keeper if she would like just stay until I could pee. <laughs> just to make sure that I could pee and uh and I did the first time I tried so like that immediately um took away some fears there um but yeah the hemorrhage never really came up as a fear and I think it's because because I'd kind of like done a little research about that too you know and so I was like oh I definitely did but did not hemorrhage with my first and they yeah. just made this out feel than it was you know yeah so I was kind of over that and I was like that's not a thing like it's not a thing that I had you know and it's not a thing that's super common honestly (laughs) like true hemorrhage yeah like true postpartum hemorrhage is not as common as this you know is thrown around left and right and it's 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 making so many women (laughs) fearful of it unnecessarily and a lot of times it can be handled at home you know so Mm -hmm. with herbs and yeah I agree um Okay, awesome. And so smooth postpartum period with this pregnancy with this baby as well? Actually, um, yes and no. <laughs> um, like the day after, um, it, it was like one or two days after the baby was born, I came down with a terrible flu. <laughs> oh. And I thought infection or something because I like I had a fever. And I was like, okay, I just gave birth. And now I have a fever. Like, do I have like an infection? Mm. Is there like retained placenta? And like me and my birth keeper had went over the placenta and it was like intact and everything, you know? And so I, I didn't think that was the issue, but I was like, it could be something, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, it was just a flu, <laughs> but nice. I was awful just because I was recovering birth and um, yeah, yeah, the timing I, I of it is just, do anything. <laughs> I'm sure you it really had terrible. to like, yeah, like, <laughs> lean on God at that point you know that's yeah yeah, I could see how that could easily play into the whole mind game um yeah for sure (laughs) so I ended up good for you oh thank you (laughs) um I had like a virtual doctor's appointment with my doctor who was actually just like a nurse practitioner but she's who I had like who I had assigned or whatever she was in my insurance network um, and she said, I think, I think it's just a flu. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I think it kind of is too. 
Um, but yeah, that, that was just a little scary. And then we moved, we had, we moved like a month after baby was born and it, maybe it wasn't even a month. Um, it was like two and a half weeks after baby was born. Um, wow. so he was May 25th, 2020. And then we moved on June 17th. So that was kind of rough. And shortly after that, I started having like pain and stuff that whole year. I ended up having like gallstones and ended up with like, um, pancreatitis and it was really awful. <laughs> so oh, no. did you end up getting um, your gallbladder removed? I did. Yeah. And I, I wished I hadn't, but it's like a whole other story. <laughs> same. I um, literally went through the same thing with my daughter and looking, I'm, I totally wouldn't have gotten it removed either, but I actually ended up getting jaundice because it was, I was like trying to like fast and like do, you know, all the things, but I wasn't being <laughs> like well supported through it. Um, anyways, um, exactly yeah, so like everything <laughs> oh no that's a bummer yeah I it happened when I was three weeks postpartum so that was also like super Ugh. unexpected um yeah yeah but it is I'm I you know, one thing that I am learning especially as I work with more women is that this is really common that our livers get like overworked in pregnancy. And I'm sure it is very linked to how toxic the world is. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's, uh, it's definitely not a coincidence. I think that our bodies in general are struggling to, you know, process everything. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that like in my next pregnancies, God willing, you know, if I have them, I'm going to really be mindful of like liver health, you know? Um, so, so how long after, um, second baby, did you guys get pregnant again? Yeah. So, um, which is kind of funny is cause it's like right after my gallbladder was taken out, like, uh, two months later, I found out I was pregnant. I think my second baby was like six months old. Let's see. Wow. May, June, July, August, September, October, <laughs> seven months old. Um, when I found out I was pregnant. So I was probably, when I conceived, I was probably about six months. He was probably about six months. Um, and so, yeah, that like his whole, my second's whole like baby time was kind of overshadowed by all of the, the gallstone attacks and like um, all of that. And then a new baby being, you know, conceived. <laughs> So I had gaps in memory of his, um, him being a baby, which was kind of sad, <laughs> but, um, but my pregnancy with my third, um, was really great. And I didn't do any like hospital prenatal care. I just did my own prenatal care, um, and kind of just prepared by like still learning stuff and, um, doing a lot of like reading in scripture too, um, kind of mm. saving scriptures that I felt like were, um, pertaining to me and, you know, like, you know, what's going to like be good for my, cause I, I don't really do birth affirmations. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I definitely like having scriptures to read. Yeah. Um, in Same. birth. So I was like saving things for that and like kind of just thinking on them during my pregnancy and, I did not eat very well <laughs> in that pregnancy, um, but probably uh, not as bad as I could have. Probably not as bad as I ate with my second second pregnancy, which is probably why I had the gallbladder issues. That's exactly <laughs> what I said to myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I honestly I couldn't keep anything down. So to you know my defense, I'm like I could only eat grilled cheese. That's why I ate so many grilled cheeses. <laughs> I just like jeez <laughs> um but um yeah so his whole pregnancy was really the best pregnancy that I had had and like I had with with my second son I had a lot of like um uh pelvic pain um so it was really nice to not have that <laughs> with that pregnancy it was like really really smooth I didn't even feel pregnant half the time that's um, awesome 
yeah, he was great. I don't think I, I had any sickness or like morning sickness or anything. It was a great pregnancy and the birth um, was just as great. <laughs> um, I didn't have my birth keeper with this one. It was just my husband and I. He felt really um, a lot more prepared because he's like, wow, last birth went like really well. <laughs> and so I think that just automatically took away his fears. I think there's something about it like when you experience like a, a physiological birth in the way that it should go, like you just, the conditioning is kind of broken in your head of like, oh, birth is like this exactly. thing, you know, like you just yep. you have to get to that point first, you know? And so that's, I'm really glad that we had the birth keeper there for the second one, because that was what paved the way for like that freedom of like, okay, I don't need someone there, you know? Um, so that's that was for me and my husband both I was like yeah we definitely don't need someone <laughs> like we can do this we got this and worst case scenario like we live five minutes from the hospital if there was some true emergency you know so like that was never really something that I expected to happen but like you know um I think that kind of gave him comfort too but he, at that point he was like I don't want you to have to go through what you went with your first and I want to be like having a good because he had a better postpartum experience too with my second you know he got to like he felt like he got to bond with the baby more immediately after mm. and and he's he had a much better connection with my second son than with my first he's like I want that again and I want like I want to experience that whole thing again yeah so That's um, beautiful yeah that was just kind of it wasn't even a thought in our mind to, to go to the hospital by that point it was just like yeah we're just gonna give birth at home um so yeah, it's, it was kind of sucky that it had to go through like that much, you know, um, conditioning and deconditioning to get there, you know, but it's um, a process. Yeah. Well, at least <laughs> you got there though, you know, that's yeah. huge <laughs> for sure. Um, and now my husband's like the biggest birth advocate, you know, he's just like, yeah, you should just have a free birth. And he's like trying to tell other people to do it. I and love that. <laughs> Great. I love I love to see the dad's <laughs> transformations, you know, because it, it it's true that society just conditions us to be fearful of this. So I I do, you know, um, like sympathize for the dads when they're, you know, processing the fear and everything. And um, yeah. but when I see that transition happen it's just it's so awesome and they tend to be like you said the biggest birth <laughs> advocates they're like yeah free birth <laughs> yeah exactly because <laughs> it's empowering for the men too it's it, it is. really is and I think this my, my last birth experience was my third um was even more so for him um like he got to catch the baby he's still like is super proud that he's the first person that got to hold the baby you know um, and, and he's like, my third is still like the biggest daddy's boy ever, <laughs> like more than my other boys ever have been. And he's like, yep, that's cause I was the first person he ever seen. And yeah. so. true. I, I, I believe that I do. I believe that that makes a, a difference. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it pretty much, his birth pretty much went just like, um, bishops did just like my second, um, it was straightforward, you know, just a normal day. My parents took the older two. We haven't had our kids at the birth yet. I, I thought I might ask them if they want to be at the birth of this baby because I'm, I'm pregnant now with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> I think I Congratulations. Told you yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was really simple. Um, we just kind of like labored. I was expecting I would need more walking. Um, because I walked with my second birth and I walked with my first birth and it helped move things along. So I was like, okay, well, there's a fair in town. Let's go walk around the fair. <laughs> that was not a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, things were, <laughs> things were normal and stuff. And I started going, we started walking around the fair and I started getting exhausted and the contractions were like spaced out so far by that point. Like they were just getting farther apart. And I was like, okay. I think I need food and sleep. <laughs> so I like my body was just telling me like, you don't need to walk this time. You mm -hmm. need rest and you need to. 
so like we went and got quinieros for dinner <laughs> and um which is like not the best labor food but <laughs> greasy it was so good though <laughs> and uh took a long nap like all day nap and um then things started to pick up a little bit after that and uh yeah not like super intense but just like it was sort of the contractions were like closer together so I was like okay I'm doing the right thing I just needed rest so let's just have an easy day at home you know and um yeah my parents still had our older two and they it had already been like all day long and like nothing was going and so I was like well, I hope they're not mad at me <laughs> that like they took the kids too early. It was like the most ridiculous thing because I know they weren't mad. <laughs> but, That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Meanwhile, you're like having a baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, things didn't really pick up too much until after we went to bed at night. Um. Yeah, I went to sleep and woke up at like two in the morning and things were like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't sleep. It was getting more intense. So I was like, okay, we need to go out to the living room. Um, and I went out to the living room. My husband put on gospel music and, um, yeah, just kind of like started laboring. And this was like the most, it was the most intense of my births. It was really like, I felt like I was drowning. <laughs> like it was like, even like, I could breathe, but I felt like I couldn't breathe sometimes, you know, I had to like really like focus to kind of stay above <laughs> like the waves it felt like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I was like drinking a lot of water and I would try to lay down and it wasn't comfortable during a contraction to lay down on my side. But like I had like, my kids have these like blow up horses for bouncing on. <laughs> I didn't have a peanut ball. So I was like, I'm going to put that between my legs laying on my side. And that was the only thing that was comfortable but then during a contraction, I had to sit up and lean over like the birth ball. Um, and so, yeah, <laughs> um, it was really intense. It was just, it wasn't really even painful. It was just the like feeling like I couldn't breathe, like, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so I like, I remember just like praying during my birth, like, Lord, just let the baby be here soon because I don't know how much longer I could do this, you know? And, um, like somewhere in there, I remember thinking, you know, we're having a baby today. Like we're going to have a baby in the next hour. I know it. <laughs> um, and I kept feeling, feeling the baby like kind of go back in and come back out. And it was like just kind of a nice dance, you know. Um, and I knew that the baby was doing what it, what he needed to do. Um, and we didn't know if it was a boy or a girl. We didn't have any ultrasounds or anything. Um, but yeah, the baby ended up coming. Um, yeah, within the hour at that point and I think it was like 5 44 in the morning or something um and yeah and we found out it was a boy you know I like like my husband caught well my husband tried to catch the baby <laughs> he didn't actually catch the baby did you the give birth <laughs> on was it was it on land or was it in the water on land yeah I've had land births for all my babies <laughs> um okay. But it was like carpeted floor, but the baby fell. <laughs> like I was hands and knees over the birth ball and the baby fell probably like <laughs> this far. Um, and my husband felt so bad. So, but then he, the baby and the baby was fine. We ended up taking him to the chiropractor like the next day <laughs> because we're like, we need to make sure the baby's okay. He was a little cr crying a little and a little colicky. So we're like, he probably needs to go to the chiropractor. Oh, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah that was okay um so that that would be a warning like if if a dad has never caught a baby and maybe doesn't feel prepared put some towels down <laughs> to catch the baby sometimes it, it happens case. so quickly um, and they're so slippery with the vernix and oh, yeah. all the good stuff so <laughs> yeah it yeah it can it can happen <laughs> i know he'll be more prepared next time <laughs> right but, well uh, next fourth yeah. time he's gonna be a pro <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> um but yeah the baby came out and I kind of just like he, um like he passed the baby to me like under my legs and you know I turned around and sat up and uh the baby had like his cord around his neck um and so I just like pulled that off and sorry my kids are <laughs> like banging on the door <laughs> okay. um and 
yeah, it was, it was really like, it was really cool to just be able to do all that stuff. And like, baby sounded a little bit like congested. So like I had seen videos, like, you know, moms just like suck the mucus out with their mouth, you know, and I just did that. And it was like so much easier than trying to figure out a bulb syringe. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was so quick. And my husband's like, wow, like you just went primal. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess I did. I love that. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, the placenta came out probably like 10 minutes later and I went and took a bath. My husband just held the baby and when I got out, like I cut the cord this time. So that was kind of cool. So both of us have got a chance to do that. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then we just went to bed like, and just like I nursed baby and just like, yeah, it was really straightforward. <laughs> it was way more even more peaceful than the one with like my second birth with the birth keeper, just because it was like, it was more intimate, I would say, you know, because it was just mm -hmm. us, you know, like my second birth was a great experience, but my third was really, really intimate and just nice. Um, That's and especially like, listening to the gospel music and stuff. It was just like, it felt so peaceful, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. It's definitely my favorite birth I've had. <laughs> I love that. No, I love to hear that. Cause it's like, just so normal it's just birth is so normal and yeah. yeah and and sometimes even just boring and just really like it is that it's life and yeah and I love that I love that so much about your stories of you know your your free birth experiences just like it's just another day yeah yeah it really it's just is another day and we have a baby now <laughs> <laughs> and I think the only issue I had with him was he nursed really well. Um, he ended up having like, he wanted to sleep a lot. So he would nurse, but like, he just wanted to go back to sleep. And I was like, you worked hard, buddy. I get it. <laughs> um, but he ended up having like urate crystals in his diaper. And I was like, uh oh, this is something. like, I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, he does he have blood in his diaper? Like, what is this? So I, I had to like, look it up and, um, it, I found out it's urate crystals and it's just like, you know, when they get a little dehydrated, I was mm -hmm. like, okay, so you need to feed him more milk. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And he's still like pee diapers. So he's not like overly dehydrated. Everything's okay. Um, and yeah. And we took him to the chiropractor the next day and he did have like a little bit of an unalignment. So, <laughs> you know, I attributed that to the birth and the falling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was really, it was really nice. And then, you know, after we came back from the chiropractor, went home, had a turkey sandwich. Cause like, that's my favorite after birth food. <laughs> I don't know why. And, uh, and bone broth. And I just like sipped on bone broth and read a book yeah. and, like, baby. And it was just like, that was the whole first three days of his life. It was great. <laughs> and then my parents brought back the older kids and they got to meet the new baby. And, um, yeah, it just kind of, it's just part of life, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. And I'm so excited for you to have another one. What, I, <laughs> what, what's the month that you guys are like kind of expecting baby's arrival? End of May. <laughs> Same as okay. my second baby. So they're going to have a awesome. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, that's how yeah. it was with my son and my daughter. They are a week apart. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't like cause jealousy. <laughs> I was worried about that, but you know what? It works out. And they're like they're like the best of friends, even though they're 10 years apart. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. All of the fears that I had about that just were for nothing. Um yeah. that's comforting. But yeah so why don't you tell everyone where they can find you and how they can connect with you on instagram and all of that stuff yeah so i'm on instagram as amanda hawkins Birthkeeper, um and i think that's my name on, on facebook too um i'm not as active on facebook as instagram um but that's pretty much it and then i have a website but the like URL is too long to say because it's not paid for yet. <laughs> so just like go to my link in my, in my Instagram and you'll find my website. And what are you offering right now? Are you offering any kind of service or uh, well, birth since support? I'm, since I'm pregnant right now, 
Um, I'm not really offering anything after May. Um, just probably be hanging out with baby. But I will offer birth support um, before then if someone um, has a need and I feel led to. Um, and I'm thinking of offering some childbirth education education classes um, this year, early this year. So awesome. I've been kind of working on that a little bit. <laughs> but that will be um, in person, not online. So I'm in Indiana. So if anyone listening is in Northern Indiana, <laughs> then I'm your girl. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Sounds good. That's so exciting. I'm so happy for you and your family. And again, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. Thank you for having me on. It's been an honor. <laughs> Thank you.